time on Geek Force. The squad talks about Lovecraft Country and how wild it is. And that's what's happening last time. See what we're talking about now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the lovely G-Squad of Eming, Ray, and Marlon. Welcome you guys to a brand new episode. How y'all? How are y'all? I have to because we have a lot to discuss today and a lot currently the day that we're recording on is the day before tomorrow. The day day after tomorrow? The day after tomorrow. tomorrow. (laughs) Jinx. That's a real thing, you guys. Listeners, that's a real thing. Tomorrow and shit goes down. Uh, Today is the first day. Be that bad. Raymond's last famous words. I know, right? That's a, I was just waiting for that. That's all. <laughs> We're in a horror film, actually. 2020 like horror film, Geek Force edition. What's that guy that, that, that like does a video every or so often? We're like, it's it's in the UK. Where he'll be like, "What if someone woke up?" And the guy's like, "Oh, what happened?" And he goes, "Oh, you didn't hear?" And he's like, explains with all the bad things happening. Goes, "Wait, all that happened? I just woke up, and it's like, yeah, I mean, it'll suck, but." Guess what came out? This video game. And the guy's like, okay, cool. And like, ends on that. Oh, yeah. I look forward to seeing what this guy's new material is going to be when like 2021 drops. Like, oh, yeah, we got rid of Trump. And it, it's like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> it, won't be, it won't be Cyberpunk that he's excited about. It I will know. Not be <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> unfortunate. A lot riding on that. But uh, that's another episode to discuss. Need therapy on that because, yeah. But just one more month. Just one more month on that. Um, but yeah, tomorrow is November 4th, 3rd. I don't know my days anymore. It's the 3rd. I just know if you haven't had a chance already, please get out there and vote. Whether that is dropping your ballot off, maybe you need to schedule time to stand in line, whatever. Try to do your civic duty and, you know, vote. Make a change, make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> this is a message sponsored by Geek Force. If you have voted, um, go find um, some uh, some meditation YouTube channels and some some yoga and some find some find some inner peace go. and Don't just. And breathing boons. exercises. Whoa! Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what about Reiki? Love Reiki, it's fantastic. Yeah, you've done it before. Yeah. Anyway, different conversation. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. She's like, you've done it. <laughs> it was the thing. I spent eighty dollars for someone just to wave their hands over my body. <gasps> Marlon, I can, Marlon, Marlon, I can do it for free for you. Uh, you Someone told me that I should do it. I didn't ask them what it was. So that was on me that I just showed up and was like, cool, let's do the thing. And I'm like, why is homeboy not touching my body? He's just waving his arm with my chakra. Like, People have different methods. Did it, Was it relaxing at the very least? Mind you, I feel like whenever you go to a massage place, the the ambiance alone is like great. Like we're about to like take some naps in here. So of course that was relaxed. But I was kind of like, oh, this dude's just going to wave his hands and just touch my spirit. All right, I'm just going to lay in. <laughs> Fantastic. I, wanted to, I, I thought I was getting a full shiatsu, but I mean, I don't oh, mind okay. having some pantomime okay. massage for $80. I'll accept that. This is what I bought. This is on me. Massaging your soul. <laughs> this is on me. This is what I get. So I decided from now on, Whenever I decided to do something new, I'm like, let me just Google this. What's this going to look like first? So I never get God again. <laughs> never get God again. It might have helped your soul. You just don't know. Maybe. Mind you, 
Here's the thing yeah. I'm upset about. Here's the thing I'm upset about. Homeboy told me that like, great, like you, you know, if you want, you can undress. I'm like, cool. Let me undress because it's probably going to be like, if you say I can undress, like it's probably going to be a full on thing. Let me get Perfect. ready. Wait, you undress? Yeah, he told me it was an option. Like, I'm like, oh wow, it's going to be that intense. Like, let me just get ready for it. You don't have to. So I'm fully just like stripped to... down just to my underwear, and no. I'm like, oh, it's over my body. What is you, this? You, you don't need to strip. Hey, I'll tell you this right now. There wasn't a red light. You don't need to strip at all. Light, I wouldn't have been surprised. Either way, it was it was interesting. Marla's Adventures. Marla's Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> That's its own little segment on this week's show. Marlon does Reiki and maybe gets conned? I don't know. Now I'm really confused. That, that doesn't sound like any Reiki I've ever heard of. There were some stripping down. And it was at a bougie SF spot where they were like doing like eucalyptus rap. So maybe they're just like, we're just going to call it Reiki and just we'll charge people 80 bucks and nobody going to check. Okay, well, next time, if you actually want a, like a someone you trust, I can do it. I mean, for sure. I mean, look at that. Eming does heart <laughs> reading and she also does Reiki. I do. And she I can do. bake. Sort of. Pies. And cakes. You're trying to be happy in the moment, Marlon. In the moment. <laughs> this is all we have. Speaking of moments, uh, last last laughter you'll have right. this week. That's the last laugh we'll have right now. Um, last week we dived into Lovecraft Country. We talked about I think the first six episodes. Um, we had a little bit of commentary. Some um, we dissected some things about oops about some um, some theories we had, some characters we like, some characters we hate. You know. So today we're gonna continue down that. Uh, route and finishing up the episodes and character development and anything else you guys want to add um yeah so I think the last episode we uh finished off last week was the Ninetale Fox one that was a great one so now we're gonna dive into I want to say this is episode seven the I am episode aka Kat's favorite episode uh because first of all up to this point Hippolyta was kind of ignored this far in the in this show, you know, and it that was a thing for me because I was like, how are you going to like her husband died in like episode two and you barely sh- like showed her like you sh- you saw scenes of her like emotions or her doing something but not really like showing it and I was just like what are these writers doing she's a huge part like they show that scene way back in like what episode one when they were in bed and how she talked like I felt like that was something and it was so having this episode show her was not only just wonderful but I feel like again this was definitely one of them black girl magic episodes because it just had all the layers and all the representations of everything and the I feel like this was the best uh episode visually it had so many beautiful images like gosh <laughs> screenshots for days um but yeah it started off with her as we know she has the time machine I know it's not called the time machine but I call it the time machine anyway and she just knows you know her husband did not die the way taking them told her she just knows because you know spouses be knowing and so for her to like she again she's hella smart because you remember she named that star or whatever she told her daughter that and um and um so they go and track down and then she finds the spot to uh 
to go to fix a machine. First of all, she fixed the machine, made a time machine to go through time. And that's where the adventure begins. And space. And space. Now, I will say, I I want to know how Tick knew how to get there. He got there fast. If you remember that. How did that well, happen? Because he told us. Remember, he said he went to the future and he said someone went. No, no, no. Um, I, no, no. I before means, all this. How did, how did he find oh. the observatory that fast? Didn't he find he did. the. That was the part that confused me. Didn't he find the. Um, uh, the Ori. The Ori? The key? Yeah. We, he found the Ori, and no. the Ori has coordinates no, on it already. The, the, the machine part. Yeah, the yeah. Ori, the little metal, and that, that already had been opened up and had the coordinates. And he's, right. in, he's in the military. He's like, I know where to go, and just like took off. He's, so we yeah. just trust his military now. Okay, I, mean, I did not know. I was just like, how did he know? Was not text Does he have like a beacon on her? Like he just, you know, I know he my head there really quickly, despite her being there like way before him. So. Yeah, but I won't find you out that one. Yeah, I won't find you out. Like, Wait, that was one of those, like, Tyler Perry, uh, she off the boat moments, you know? Right. I was, that was just something in my little mind. He took an Uber. Right. <laughs> he took an Uber. I, I was he just like, okay. Plot express. <laughs> <laughs> he got there hella fast. Plot hole they express. beat up some cops. They killed some co- Well, she it's shot a cop. Me. She killed a cop. Wait, and I was like, first I was like, oh no. And then she was like, oh, wait, wait, there's more. I feel like Skip. the best part of the episode was the fact that Hippolyta, literally in a moment, I think every black woman needs to see, she does algebraic functions for five minutes. And I think <laughs> to me, like, I don't care what else happened. The fact that this black woman is sitting there just doing like Pythagorean theorem, then goes to like the quadratic equation, just doing math. I think that to me was like fantastic. It showed that one, she's smarter than anyone's even credit for. And she's like, right. yo, like, I just got into this adventure. Y'all been keeping stuff from me. And I fully solved all these problems in five full minutes by just doing math. Okay. Half in my head, half on paper. And I solved literally everything. <laughs> that means she was like fantastic. They, they did need to math. respect her more. Uh, that episode certainly proved that. Um, oh, yeah. I might have, I might have, uh, you can make fun of me if I missed it, but uh, did you talk about the Afro robots? No, oh, I was getting there. Oh, talking about Garnet? <laughs> yeah. She gets pulled through and she's like, uh, she's captured and uh, Garnet is, uh, or aka Beyond Cest, comes in Beyond and she's Cest? like, that's, that's, that's her name, Beyond Cest. Get it? Yo. So Beyond Cest, kind of like Beyonce, but you I know, know Cest it. means I am yeah. in French, so it's Beyond I am. And that's why I was like, who wrote this episode? You are just yeah. winning so many oh, awards. And when she's in the car, she's playing a French song. So it's like, yep. ooh, connection. So many connections. Oh um, going for it. But yeah, she she's like locked up. She's still doing her little STEM thing, putting things together. Garnet's yelling her, like, who are you? Whatever. And she's like, I am whatever. And then she gets sent to different parts in time and space. She used to hang out with Josephine Baker, mm. which I feel like is such uh. an amazing experience. I feel like every person would have liked, I would have liked to be enjoyed that because that was such a intimate time in that own little world where outside everybody was like hating on each other. But in that little you know, theater freedom. community, it was just so free and liberating to be. And I, she, and knowing that character, she needed that. She needed to be around those people and everything to kind of just open her up because then when she gets sent to being with the warriors, it like, like toughen her up. You know? 
Yes. They were kill- the fat when they went and they killed Wakanda. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> 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 she Wakanda? Okay, girl. Go ahead. Okay, see, I knew this was a real place. Okay, yeah, yeah. She was literally slain and killing folks. And then um, after that, didn't she just get sent back? Well, no, she decided to go back. Like, she, I think the right. episode, like, she was like, I think the episode alone was just like amazing because you have this black woman one acknowledging that I am more than just a black woman. I'm more than just a woman. I'm more than just a person. Like who I am has been told to me throughout my entire life. And now I've been finally given a moment to just say who I am, to say what I am and just to speak my own self into existence, which I feel like is important because if you're like someone who's like into the Bible, like I am what I am is like when like God says, like when he's like, you know, someone asks, who are you? He says, I am. And it just incorporates so many things. But the fact that this black woman saying I am is like, like I am who I say I am and not what people say I am. And And she's like, great, like I'm going to name myself all these things and go to all these places. And so much goes, so I'm going to name myself mother and I'm going to take myself home. Not Beyonce, but me. She did go back to to see George because she did mention I am life. And that scene was my favorite scene because, you know, she loves this man. And for her to live in this memory of him without like explaining, like explaining stuff to him, it really, I wanted to cry. She had to, she was like, and I dream about this and that. And then it got into the subject. And I'm so glad this came this episode came right after Ruby's episode where Ruby wanted to be someone who was not her. So then she can be, you know, how she can accept herself, you know, being accepted in society and stuff where she was sent. But Hippolyta was like, I had to make myself smaller so then I can fit in places, you know? And she goes, I, I don't want to do that no more. I want to, I want to do this and that. Like, I, I know my worth now. Like I need to do this and that. You know, and George is like very supportive and all of that. And I was just like, oh, this is so nice to see on TV. But it did kind of um, make me concerned because she did say she was going to, uh, you know, go home to t- take care of her daughter. But I don't know what that delay was well, because time she did say she was spent like 200 something years somewhere learning about everything. But like there was a huge delay I'm because assume that those two that episodes affects, kinda... that affect the next episode for sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's just like time travel. Like I think she probably realized how long she had been gone after her like second or third time through of like, oh, I've been gone for a minute. But I felt like, you know, she came back as soon as she was like, okay, I need to, you know, return. But after accomplishing, you know, I feel like it's one thing like I have to take care of myself before I can take care of others. And I feel like she needed to like she like as opposed to Ruby like trying to uh, you know, I'm going to get what I want without taking care of what's wrong with me first. So then you have Ruby having like some like uh, acceptance and also like having this like attachment to Charlotte's character, so to Christina's character. But then you have Hippolyta who's like, great, like I fixed what's, in, what, what's wrong with me. I've addressed it. I faced it. Now I'm going to go back to my family, a better person, a more whole person. Uh, uh, I think that's why this episode was literally like about self-care and like yes. the highest form. Because as soon as she returns in these next episodes, she's literally just giving chunks of information and helping people <laughs> and lifting up the group. So I feel like, yeah, like I have to take care of me 
by figuring out who I am first. And I feel like that whole question of who I am affects all the characters because none of them accept who they are. They're Uh all fighting or trying to be someone who they're not. Whereas Hiplot is like freed because she knows who she is. Yes, I agree. And that set it up for, I feel like this episode marked like to me the turning point of the season because after this, this is where everything just goes haywire you know while she was in getting her knowledge on you know i did not know this when i was watching that episode but i found out in the next episode that tick went into the future Mm -hmm. and he came back with the book called lovecraft country and apparently you know his son wrote this book george freeman right and so i was like wait so we're just gonna just talk about it we're not gonna say anything about it i kind of was upset about that like i was like we just we're just gonna go by what he said okay cool you know, and he was like someone in a hood with the robotic arm gave it to me, and I was like, "Who is he talking about?" That, yeah. that I didn't know that was an important part. So that's yeah. again why I, I need to rewatch things. But uh, also, I feel like it definitely episode. like throws away. Like I think also it's like um it definitely affects how far in the future you think it is because you're like, oh, it's someone with the metal arm. It's got to be like cyberpunk times. You know, it throws off what it is you think. Uh, mm-hmm. how far is you think in the future he went to so that thing was really interesting seeing them like kind of like throw that out there to be like oh he must have went like hella far in the future to see a, a right. metal arm person then you're like then when you see it, you're like oh okay oh okay it's coming together now I, that that was a nice bit and so I'm just like thank you whoever wrote that episode but the next episode I'm going to give to Ray because that's his favorite episode Woo. I don't know if that one's my favorite episode, but it oh, I, it might be my second favorite. favorite. My bad, my bad. Your second yeah, favorite. I, I forgot Peter about Bruce. the white man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> as we saw coming, because they had used, we didn't talk about it this last week, but them using Emmett Till in certain scenes of the show, the first couple of episodes, setting up the fact that his death was going to come later on. Um, the they had the party where they were playing with the Ouija board, and he asked, "Was was his uh, trip to was his trip coming up going to be? Was he going to like his trip?" And the spirit said, "No." Um, <laughs> and so um, the uh, yeah, so then so we do the thing where he dies, um, and the, the episode starts with them going to his funeral, and Chicago is all in tears and shambles and everything because of what happened, uh, which leads to Dee to kind of have her own little self-discovery episode of trying to uh, figure out how she feels about all of that. But she gets pulled into craziness from her mom accidentally for her, just because her mom had her picture and the cops they killed and all the consequences that started falling into place in that episode. She gets cursed by, honestly, the creepiest two little girls i've seen <laughs> since us probably um yeah because there were some creepy kids in us but i mean these these kids these, these kids were creepy um so uh so yeah um that was a really i that's what, what i liked she kept trying to she was trying to get help and no one had any time to help her because everybody was all in their own bs um mm-hmm. and uh so it just was it was just a tragedy of an episode um and i'm not gonna go into the details of what everyone else was going on in that episode but i want to the one thing that this was probably the weirdest point of the entire show was uh this was that we were finally catching up because hippolyta skipped over hippolyta's episode 
and the one before it with uh, the tick backstory. It had been a mm-hmm. while since we had seen all the characters in mm-hmm. real time. Um, and so that was the first episode that they finally got to start dealing with R- Ruby finding out that Christina was William. Um, and it started kind of getting into their relationship a little bit. Um, and there was this weird moment where Christina goes and has herself killed like Emmett Till did. Oh, um, I hate that scene and, so much. And, and like, it just was, it was just a weird scene. Like, I, I still don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I liked it. I don't know if the point, I feel like the point of that scene was so that we could roll our eyes at her a little bit. But like, it 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 was just it just was weird and like because like she was trying to prove a point but like or maybe she wasn't because I don't even think Ruby I don't even think she ever told Ruby that she did that now that I think about it so at least either. she did it on camera so I guess she wasn't trying to prove a point uh, it I I there's a longer maybe we get into what themes later on or we can hit it right now did Christina yeah. actually really care for Ruby because that scene no. almost tells me yes. I, I think, think she did hear from her. She did say something about how I think, I mean, I'm not saying like for her and her sexuality, but she kind of hinted how I'm a little the bit way she that, talked but... about men, you know, how she was just done with them and right. how when she looked at Ruby, she really saw something that she either wanted or liked. I can't tell because Christina's just evil. So I don't know what that no. meant to me. She's but not she's so that she was just like, I need you in my life. And I'm just like, but why? Well, I didn't understand. But I feel like she cared. She really did care for Ruby. But at the same time, she had her priorities. I think it was a one-day relationship. I feel like Ruby had some kind of... I think Ruby was trying to figure out what her attraction was to Christina. Whereas Christina was like cool like I'm into you but Christina also could just be into anyone I feel like she's also like I have a need of you Oh yeah, y'all you do it Christina dirty I think no I feel like <laughs> in that scene specifically I feel like my in my mind had you know after she did the whole Emmett to the I'm like oh wow she oh, yeah. wanted to understand where Ruby was coming from I'm like oh cool she's gonna like mention it or bring something up but because she never addressed that scene and never brought it up and because of her like you know that's why that's, I feel like it was like cool like she has she doesn't care like she's like cool, no, like, I experience I feel, like, I feel like that's more credence to her so she didn't tell why Christina didn't have to go rub in her face that oh yeah I did you're right I couldn't I didn't understand so I went and had someone go show me how it was she never came back about it like she 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 was like Ruby you're right I don't understand and she went out and she had herself killed like Emmett Till so that she tr- could try and understand it it was a it's a it I Christina as a character overall over the course of the show is like this grand metaphor for for 2020 like the white Pro- liberal progressive like progressive liberal, liberal person right mm-hmm. um there's um I don't think she's evil you called her evil I actually legitimately I don't even, I barely want to call her I barely want to call her an antagonist in the show because um, yeah. she's I don't she's barely an antagonist. Um, Stat Letty, I'm not going to forgive that. She's That's barely an antagonist in the show. No, but I think I agree. Really, I feel like she's not she's not like the main antagonist, but I feel like she's basically apathetic white America, where it's like they don't necessarily have picked a side, but because they haven't picked a side, 
like they they are like due to making and prone to making bad well, choices. Right. She's certainly people. making that selfish part. choices. She's mm-hmm. certainly making choices for her own ambition. Mm-hmm. She is certainly making choices that uh, directly uh, injure and or will injure uh, the main characters of the show. Uh, but she helps them in so many different ways. She like listens to them multiple times that the, that that we hate you don't like that in Batil scene but that was literally ruby said you won't get this and she tried to go get it like it's a it, it's a it's interesting i it's just something i thought about as we were i like this in because i feel like this is an example of i think the two of the two main characters letty and ruby you have Letty, who fully is like Christina is evil, and then you have True. Ruby, who's like, no, like she's listening, she's trying to help us. Like, I feel like this True. is a prime example of the audience being split. Oh. Yes. You literally have no. one guy that's like, no, she's evil. It's like, no, I mean, she's helped them. But I think both of these things are weighted True. in some truth, and I think that's yeah. they are. You know that, like, like white America, they are capable of great evil, mm-hmm. but they'll also listen and support. You. And yeah, support. no, and that's why she's a she is a she is she is literally an enigma, mm-hmm. um, and so it's yeah. a it's a I mean, but I mean, she's she is just a metaphorical character at the end of the day. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's not much more to her than that. Um, there is on some levels, but like, she's just the way they wrote her was very intentional in a lot of these ways. Um, your hand is up. Yes. Um, about the Emmett Till scene. And I think I discussed this with you because I, I at this point of this of the show, when I saw that scene, I was so mad. I was like, I'm not going to finish this season. I was like, what the hell was that? You know? And so for me, I thought I thought that scene was filmed for you know people who aren't aware of Emmett Till's death and how you know how horrible it was because it's like people hear about it but they don't really know about it so i feel like again this is this might be again like a metaphorical sense to even the viewers kind of like how christina didn't understand maybe this was filmed for them too to understand because the stuff like for her to go through all that to shot to to shoot it by scene by scene like that i feel like they're the writers were trying to be like and this is something that was really bad and this is why we won't stop talking about this kid even though this was like 50 60 years ago and you see how she went through it and how bad it was you know so to get viewers to be like oh that's horrible that's what they did to that kid so i feel like it was written like that for them as well as for her to understand Dang, this was messed up. They did this to a kid. That's crazy, you know? Well, I feel like and, they used her whiteness for that. Like, hey, like, um, right. this is a white woman. Does this make you uncomfortable to, to see her? And also, it kind of re- reminded me of, like, another show that took uh, the race of someone and flipped it to see if the reaction was similar. If you've, like, seen Atlanta, you remember that Justin Bieber's a black character on that show. Right. And they want to see, like, hey, like, is this still funny? Is this still, like, cutesy with this character is black? Like, do you have a different reaction to it? And I feel like for the show, like, hey, like we're going to turn this, like, we're going to have you watch this white woman get beat and shot and, like, have barbed wire tied around her neck and thrown into a river with a cotton gin fan mm-hmm. to see, like, does this, like, elicit a reaction within you? Uh, and, like, if it does, like, then that's, you know, it's understandable. But I also feel like with that scene and the fact that there were no stakes for 
Christina. I think that was like right. the important thing to know is that there were no stakes for her. No, right. but, like, it was kind of like it was kind of the equivalent of like getting on a bus and like driving through Compton. Like you experience being in Compton from the safety of a bus. Like she experienced like that full act, but she didn't experience it as like a black person. She experienced it as right. someone paid for an experience. Right. And for Christina's character, she told you <laughs> at a certain point, right. like, I want to experience everything. That's right. what she told Ruby. She says, I want to live she a did. life of experiences. Marlon she is did. so on it. So I feel like in that, that moment, part. she was like, great. Like, this is experience I haven't experienced before, so I don't care. So I'm going to experience to see if I do care. Yeah. Right. It, and it was kind of to test her, in her, her little spell at the same time. That's to me, that was like, that's why I was mad. Cause like, she's selfish to test her little spell, but then she's trying to experience. Cause I was like, I'm through with this girl. I don't care if she's helping out. She's still bad. I don't Ooh. care if she gave me a million dollars. She's still <laughs> I, bad, you know? It's just low stakes activism, I think, at the end of the day. That's what right. the way is about. The, again, the metaphor. She's she's metaphorically so many things. It's um, so today. That's she expands. Just, that's writing, though. She, she never runs out of, she even her little temper tantrum in the next episode uh, was was part of uh, or was that the last no that was the final episode yeah, she was a little yep. yeah uh, that just the, the entire character I don't don't get me wrong this is me this is certainly not me trying to defend Christina oh, as a as she's a controversial character. she's controversial and digital yeah because she's a deep she's she's deeper maybe not on a character motivation level but on what her character is defined in relation to the rest of the context of all the social justice in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So um, it's a powerful episode. Powerful. And I do want to throw out this question out now. So then when we get to the last episode, I could bring it up again, but like her plan was her plan really so bad. So be, and that's to an extent, no. Um, it involved killing one of the main characters of the show. So from our point of view, of course, it was going to be bad. But right. as much as we had still, we were having mixed feelings about Tick, we still didn't we didn't want him to die. So like right. he, um, because it directly went against the main characters, yeah, it was bad. Let's put some parentheses on bad. Okay. But um but it's still no. I mean she just was using magic to do something new and she just wanted to be immortal. She just wanted to be immortal. Like, I mean, th- th- I guess that at that point is wanting to be immortal bad. And man, I don't know. We could debate but, that one and for 12 how hours she, probably. Like, represented feminism too. But then it was like, what kind of feminism to me? But it just seemed like she just wanted to live forever to change the world because she was all against men are all in power. We need to like knock them down a peg. So I was like, she was trying to, you know, do it seemed Take like she was patriarchy. at the same time. Yeah. I'm like, but what about well, that's well, that's white feminism. It's like right. we can take exactly down a patriarchy, but my voice is the main voice that needs to be in front. And I feel like <laughs> I know what's best. And if you support me, you support me from the back. Well, think about it. Like, she's yep. like, great. Like, she's how many times has Ruby said to people, Christina's going to show me magic. And we've never seen Christina show Ruby a lick of magic. She gives her potions to drink, but she never shows. She explains how magic works, but not once does she teach Ruby a spell. Like so that that literally is white feminism. You're like, I'm gonna like teach you things, but you gotta follow me. And what does Ruby do? Ruby follows her. Ruby defends her. But Christina doesn't reciprocate that relationship at all. 
Christina says, great, I'll teach it to you. I, I promise you that. But she never follows through on that. However, she follows through on it with Tick. She gives him a spell. She follows through on it with Letty. She gives her a spell because those are transactional relationships. With someone like what's yeah, with someone like Letty who doesn't have anything to offer her, she's right. not gonna spy on Tick and them. She has nothing to offer her besides Again, an experience, an experience she could have with literally any other person. So she, she actually, she didn't teach any of them. She didn't actually teach any of them as well. She taught no, uh, but she the did. symbol how to protect uh, himself. Yeah, because they were writing that in the salt and stuff. Yes. I want to say. So she sure. Sure, take that. Sure. Right. She sure and then, and then they, 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 they went from there, there elaborate more. So she taught him she she basically taught him how to draw an R. Like it's that's not <laughs> that's not teaching you how to write a word. <laughs> you draw a line down. But remember, she told Tick like it's like all about your intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gives him the, she walked yeah. him through it and said, like, you gotta focus and gave him that direction plus the material to go with you it. And a, then, like, you need a you need a subject and a verb. And sometimes you need an adjective, yeah, and an indirect object, yeah. and like but, you'll figure it out. But with Ruby, but, but but with Ruby, she's like, "Hey, here are some pages that I'm not going to explain. Here's like so some math problems here. on the paper, and like Ruby's just looking, and Ruby's of course, no, no, you're right, oh, uh huh, uh huh, and it's like you're not going to show uh-huh. her nothing, <laughs> right? But again, right. I think that speaks to Ruby's character as well. Ruby mm-hmm. was someone that like wanted something too and she wanted it bad enough to compromise on the fact that she was like oh i don't want to feel like you know uh she she did like ruby in the beginning was like i don't want to feel like you know i'm getting got but the whole time she's getting got by christina and she doesn't see it and and everybody warned her until she did until she did she had one hell mary at the very end but that was that was that was all luck she took too long but it's sad. It's the tragedy. The decision. Yeah. But I feel like we're missing the main thing about this episode, which is the fact that the Jigaboos were terrifying. Yep. And their, dance, and their choreography was on point. On um, it was straight out of like a <laughs> Jordan Peele, like yeah. this, like like us. It was so good. All, the music, like let me in. The way they slowed it down and played it. The fact that literally they're like everyone around them is like living their natural born lives and they're just fully just like slinking through people (laughs) with their crazy. Also, the fact that they're fully menstrual characters dancing to a menstrual song, I think was just so powerful. These these facial expressions every time, too, were just she was doing a great job with those. The girl was acting her ass off in this episode. I just want to give props to her. Jada Harris. Jada Harris was killing it. Because for me, she's the most innocent character in the whole show. To me, she got one of the worst scenes in the whole show when the cop, like for me, seeing the cops approach her, that scared the shit out of me. And then he he spit her. Oh my gosh. I couldn't take it. I was like, oh my gosh, don't you hurt this little girl? I'm just going to start crying. And then on top of that, she has these little things chasing her and they were like, Ripping in her. Oh my gosh, you guys! I was, yeah. I was not also, okay. This show and spit. So it's too much. Okay, it's too much. Y'all and the spit scenes are just like <laughs> ridiculously viscous. Like I don't understand how someone has that much spit in their mouths 
at, as mucus. Like, it's just like literally like the scene where like Montos is having like, sex. He does that full glob of spit into his hand. That was disgusting. And then a scene where they spit on that girl's face. I'm like, why is that so? Oh gosh, it, so, it's so thick. It's, and it's on her forehead. It's, uh, it's mucus. That's what evil people have in them, Marlon. It's mucus, not spit. Well, don't <laughs> you do it, Raymond. Raymond this is not the boys. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, what do you have? <laughs> <laughs> no ropes here. No, no, I, I, it wasn't about ropes. It was uh, okay. Uh, my, my only, my only comment is, uh, what's you call it? the? Uh, this sounds like the whole rain thing for movies. How like you oh, can't film cool. rain, so they have to like mix milk into the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, don't know if you've ever, I guess you've never heard this one, Marlon. Yeah, like disgusting. most when you watch, watch when you film. see rain scenes in movies, ninety percent of the time it's it's at least milk. park milk because the 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 white uh, like more more opaqueness of the milk <laughs> show up on camera. That's just vile. So we probably got like congealed milk on her forehead. She was Potential. like. Like, girl, no. Might have been evaporated. Maybe condensed. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe condensed. Maybe powder. I feel like this episode definitely that was gross. But also, I think it will definitely show that they had the chops to be a horror franchise because, yeah, like the slow burn. Like they really at the scene where she's like in the alleyway and she's watching him pull off, and they make you watch the jigaboos get closer and closer, Mm -mm. and the camera doesn't move, and you're just like watching them, and you see their eyes in the darkness growing orange as they get closer to her. You see those claws extend, like they. The, the suspense was just there and I loved it and it was just it was just such a well like her plot for that was fantastic um the horror was great the costumes definitely um yeah like literally of course this is what a racist white cop would send on a little black girl is a menstrual jigaboo character and they had the exaggerated lips, the crazy, ridiculous hair, uh, and they were just going all out with the menstrual look. And I definitely think it was scary on multiple levels. So, yeah, Jigaboo was uh, was ridiculous. It's the scariest, like all of all of the little horror references in the whole episode, in this whole show. That was the scariest one for me. I just, I could not. I could not. I still can't. It bothers me. But I, I can. I when I watched this episode, I watched it at night, which was my first mistake. So then I didn't go to bed. I had to watch an anime after, <laughs> and I went to bed. Exactly. I was like, I am not dreaming about no jigaboos in my sleep. I mean, and then when they get her, I think it's like, uh, oh no, I don't like watch that part. them like dig oh. into her skin, Mm-mm. and you just see like you see that like it taints her it taints her whole arm and she begins to turn into a jigaboo which i think is like (laughs) the craziest way to end is like great she's turning into a jigaboo uh this is absolutely horrifying you know (sighs) that brings us to rewind oh sorry and then we get the uh Wait, does Hippolyta return at the end or, do, or just Hippolyta return? No, she, she returns in the next episode. Great. Right, so the, in the rewind of 1921, Hippolyta pops back up again, acting like, what's happening? What's happening? It's like, girl, you missed my a baby. lot. <laughs> my baby. Like she walked in, all kinds of people putting her in the back. She's like, what happened? Like, where you been? <laughs> yeah. Right. She um, pulled a Thomas Jefferson, just like, what did I miss? <laughs> what did she I miss? She, she, did she take anything from her? From them. Oh, did Tick promise to go through with the thing because of that? Oh, actually, uh, we're skipping it. We're Lenny skipping gave her the negatives. 
Oh, yeah, at the very uh, end when they asked for help and then that big fight scene. No, the negatives weren't about... Uh, the negatives she weren't about... She wanted the pages. Each. No, she the, wanted... Protection she had already given her... Yeah, the protection oh, okay. spell. We forgot okay. that, but I just want to make sure we don't forget the <laughs> the Shigoth spell mm-hmm. uh, and that uh, Montrose and Tick do that leads to oh, yeah. uh, the end of the other episode where Tick was about to get shot and that that, that monster just goes and tears oh, up yeah. all the well it's it a whole full metal alchemist moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this show keeps doing this thing with Montrose and uh Tick that always annoys me. It's like every away mission y'all go on, y'all always gotta have a fight. And it drives me insane. It's like y'all always yeah. gotta pick a fight after having a full episode of being like, Hey, you gonna have a kid? I hope he's like you. Oh, thanks, man. And it's like, no, we got to fuck it up now. It's like, wait, just let them be happy. Like, what's happening? Why we got to always have to be like, how. they hate each other. Like, boy, you're too right. soft. <laughs> like, we get it. We get it. They have a tumultuous relationship. We don't need to see it every other episode. It was Kagome. 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 The show was very anime. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. But yeah, so, we, so, so like we, we see that, you know, that D is jiggified. And we also see that. <laughs> That's a verb now. <laughs> finally, both parties take in. She's been jiggified. Uh, <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> you are, you are, you, Raymond, you are fully just like aging yourself right Like, great, like, I, this is how old I am. <laughs> I love it. But no, so we basically get a chance to see that, you know, Letty and Chick finally have a conversation about, like, oh, I did this thing behind your back. Oh, I did this thing behind your back. And like, we have no yeah. leverage now. And it's like, well, damn, we should have talked about this. We should have talked about this. Hippolyta helped hook them up. Yeah, Hippolyta came through. She was like, like, she put her book down. Was like, we gotta go. (laughs) Okay, we got a book. Get in, in Woody. We gotta go. Right, and they were like, where are we going? We only got six hours to get there, and we got three hours of this, and she only had an hour. Yeah, we gotta do this. And I was like, I did appreciate that that they didn't. That was their. That was certainly their intention. I am episode was she came back ready to ready to boss everybody around because they that, that they with that whole season with everybody fighting with each other every goddamn second like right. no leadership together we gotta save my little girl stop your bullshit get in the car get in the damn t- uh, portal uh, and do what you gotta Ooh, do yeah. Yeah. we also portal. see that fully Hippolyte is like park computer out in these streets and she just plugs some <laughs> yeah, so I got USBs these, and they were like what she's like oh what's a motherboard I am a motherboard and it's like oh okay I'll let y'all have that one I'll let y'all have that it's I know, really I corny, but just to take it, y'all. Like she said, it with so much gusto. I'm not even gonna falter on that. Okay. Yeah. What's a motherboard? I am a motherboard. Click click. Zoom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, all right, Apple. Did, did you make sure you were compatible with this firmware? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they jumped through the portal. I was gonna uh, say ejects safely in the end, but I don't know if that happened. It's like great. Hey, oh, let's get the dongle she out. Did, she, she didn't eject safely at the end no, of that. No, that's probably why it happened the way it did in the end. Yeah. Uh, but you find out that she can open time portals, which is an interesting power that a she whole has. New power that I didn't know that was. She. That's not the magic. That's just science. Yeah, so she, we have some science 
and magic. I mean, we have magic, but I am glad that right. they showed some science stuff. Yeah. You she know. fully goes like Storm from X Men and just like lightning powers activate and rips open a uh, hole in time. I love it. And of course, it's during uh, everyone's favorite time in history, uh, Tulsa. <laughs> The, the day before, sorry, the six hours before the, the Tulsa off. riots, the day six of the riots, the riots. I feel like it's been a trend uh, in most recent uh, black shows. It's been Tulsa. Uh, right. White folks, y'all can get away with that. We're going to make sure y'all remember this. Um, but so, the, the interesting thing is, so compared with Watchmen's Tulsa, that Watchmen episode was written by mostly white writers. This Tulsa episode was written by black writers. So I was wondering, I wanted to see if you guys saw the difference between uh, the two events. Like in Watchmen, it made it look like it was more rural, that everyone just had no chance of fighting. Everyone just died like crazy. Like everybody was just falling down. And this show... There are people who not only were just strapped up with guns, but they were fighting back. People had plans in trying to, you know, escape or whatever. Um, and it was just and they and, and this one showed the planes. There were planes that actually came down and was bombing the city. That was not shown in Watchmen. And I it didn't was. know that happened. It was? Okay. It I was like, I don't remember. Um, because the whole scene with Letty walking through the fire was amazing. But I was like, dang, people were just like, I felt like this experience was like way more personal because of I feel like they, they really took on the personal antidotes on um, of what really happened. Because I, I was like the family, I didn't know all that, you know. And a lot of a, a lot of historian, a lot of black historians actually were like, this was one of the most uh, close things in history, like so, shown on film. At least for the Tulsa thing, this was like the closest recreation of what happened. And I was just like. Because yeah. I thought it was like Watchmen. I feel like for Watchmen, they were showing more of like the perception of like, here's the one kid escaping, but also like, this is a surprise. So we're just going to show you like how wild it was. But for this one, it's like, great. Like, you know, you've probably seen Watchmen. You've probably also have heard what's happening. We're going to show you more of like, great. Like, here's what the community looked like. You yeah. see like a black doctor. There's like a black shop it owner. Like, it's, it's showing you. Um, the community because it had the time to do that leading up to again the sun going down so it wanted to like show off that you had black folks wearing nice clothes you had a black theater like they had the time to kind of walk you through not only the, like the robustness of the city but the success of the black members there as a way to be like great like here's all that was lost and like the watch was like really like here's what this one kid lost whereas like great like we're going to show you what this full community lost and uh, explain to you that there was like a prom that happened and the prom got canceled now we don't know if like maybe the prom but like, the school was aware it was going to go happen we don't know if the school was by white people or black people but it definitely puts it in your mind like, okay they were aware something was going to go down tonight which is why they canceled that prom. Like maybe it was a black people. They're like, yo, we got to get out of here. Maybe they didn't tell nobody, but it's, it definitely gave you a lot to kind of like discuss and look at like, Hey, this whole community is like together. And of course you definitely see like, you know, them fighting back because of course they would, but I think you de they definitely kind of like painted you a better picture and a bigger picture of what uh, Tulsa was and what it looked like and the people that were there. So I think they did a really good job of that, but also we finally get a chance to see, you know, Montrose's backstory in this place. But mm. Raymond, what do you think of Raymond? What do you think of uh, the, the Tulsa and Washington versus the Tulsa? And, uh, the only thing I had was that these the, the two shows had two very clearly different intentions of what they were using Tulsa to illustrate in the story. Um, 
what's Watchmen just using it as the background of the characters to get to the reparations and to get to the background of where they were in Watchmen's timeline, uh, which is kind of, they used it in a similar way that the original Watchmen source material used in the war. It's okay. You use it in a, they use it in a very similar way to how Watchmen used the Vietnam War was how they used the Tulsa riots. The, 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 the original Watchmen didn't really show much of the Vietnam War either. They they had the imagery of uh, Dr. Manhattan going through blowing blow, you know just blasting people, but in supersized mode. But they didn't really like dig into what it was like to be a soldier in the Vietnam War and and what the communities that were that in Vietnam were going through and yada yada yada. So that's why like I feel like they they knew they wanted to do something different with Tulsa. Um, I definitely appreciated it. It was a hard episode to just sit and watch just because it was it was just like this is this is a piece of history that I know I needed to understand and I know I needed to see, but I don't know if I really wanted to <laughs> go through all of this part. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is just heavy. Um, uh, it did get really heavy, especially okay. And this is the part where I couldn't stop crying. But the when Letty. Is the one that gets locked into uh, Tick's mom's family home, and she's you know upstairs with his grandma, great aunt, someone older. She's the matriarch of the family. And you know, first of all, she had the gun on Letty. I was like, she gonna kill Letty, but you know, Letty was honest, and you know, they had this whole exchange that was so beautiful. And to me, it was one of those, um. I'm thinking the Southern community when uh, a new girl is brought into, you know, the man's family and how the elders kind of accept her and guide her and give her wisdom. It felt like one of those moments, but like it happened in five minutes because the whole house was on fire and, you know, Letty had that protection spell. So she was like, Oh, I'm going to be fine. But the fact that this lady was burning, Oh my gosh, I could not, you guys, I was crying. It was so sad and she would not let letty go she was literally well, she on did, fire at the very in the end but yeah i mean i think that was, was like that was rough. <laughs> but i mean but she, but she had to because i mean i mean they were going they were going to make the book of names because apparently that was the only way to save d and like like tick knew that he couldn't go uh and montrose knew that he couldn't go i mean he also took off because you know again montrose is in the time period where like his biggest trauma happens like his biggest trauma which leads him to drinking which leads to him repressing sexuality happens in this this whole one moment in time um yeah i think it was just it was impactful to have letty do that again like Letty's like the main character and that just proves it. I mean, they put her in a position to fully be somewhere with the most impact to her character's uh, progression. But I think, you know, the episode I think was really great in terms of like really seeing Montrose kind of fully fleshed out. You know, you see Montrose's father who is like Montrose. He's an angry drunk. Uh, and you see the fact that George uh, is actually like the really like done up fancy dress brother and Montrose is just kind of like given like the second fiddle and his dad's beating him for literally putting on George's coat and like 
messing with his corsage and he's getting a beating in the mm-hmm. middle, but he's giving a beating out in front of everyone. You know, he's being embarrassed. He's being ridiculed for, for wearing flowers in his hair and being soft. And you see that, you know, Tick's mom is there and she's also like, George, like, why aren't you helping? Uh, and you just, you just see that Montrose is just set up to be this angry kid and have this repressed sexuality from this point in time. And I mean, mind you, I didn't like Montrose a lot, but this episode definitely made me feel sorry for his character right. and feel sorry for him and really kind of see, okay, you have a lot of pain and your drinking represses that pain, but it also brings out like your dad because ultimately sometimes we end up being uh, the parent that gives us the most trauma in our lives when we get older. We end up becoming the parent we didn't want to be. And I think for Montrose, that was definitely true. That scene, how he wanted to stop what was happening just to save that man. So then he could have had a few, his younger self would have had more time. And I was like, that's such a heavy decision. Not only, you know, your son telling you we can't do that dad or I won't exist. And so he was in a minute conflicted of his son not being born or like, you know, I could save the love of my life's life by just doing something and he couldn't so he had to not only he had to relive that all over again and that's why I was like dang Montrose like all that I felt I felt it I was like this is why he is the way he is that scene was just you yeah. know and then we get the magical I, Jackie Robinson scene but also you get yeah, the thing I, where he like represses like he tells the boy like you're gay. I'm not gay. I hate you. We right. can't be friends anymore. Right. That was so sad. Ugh. My takeaway from that scene. It, it was. It, my my comments were about the next scene, but that one was it. They. I appreciated Montrose's character development uh, over the course of the show. He 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 started like you said. I didn't. I who who was a fan of Montrose at the beginning of that show? He just kept nope. being the the rickety old man that didn't want to didn't want to help nobody. You kind of sit there and you're just like, all right, Tick. I see why you uh, had to get away from this guy, but. Um, I was glad they gave him I was glad they gave him those flaws to be able to show where he came from because that's that's always something I really like in character development is is seeing even the shitty characters have reasons for being shitty most of the time and I appreciate I usually appreciate those um, it was the mysterious stranger scene that I, honestly, I'm just going to call it corny because it was it was. it was very corny um, it was very back to the future yeah, it was very corny. The, <laughs> I liked the I I got a kick out of the fight scene. Um, <laughs> there, but just because I thought it was uh, it, it was, was it was, a good, it was a good little fight scene. But First that, of all, did you see him hit that great. woman? Yes, yeah. that was he fully hit a woman, and that to me was like hilarious. I was like, that bat is rated E for everyone. <laughs> that girl got that work. Like he hit her in the stuff and clocked her in, and I was like, dang, all right, Tick. Anybody can get it. It was fantastic. Yeah, 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 no. It's I I was at that point of the episode, I literally was just like, y'all know you gotta get back. Like Hippolyta is holding the portal down. Can y'all get back to the to the thing, please? Letty, why are you right. literally walking in the street? Like I get there's I get there's 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 generations of trauma like happening around you like in the moment in time, but like you, don't you are a future this. Can you just move? I need you to yeah, like come on let's go let's go tennis shoes on you guys she could have jogged 
She could have moved <laughs> a little bit faster. Uh, I was definitely so running those streets. I appreciate. I appreciated Montrose's little little. I'm going to call it a soliloquy at the end while he mm. was there waiting on him, and you know, like he's staring and watching the city that he grew up in, just go through all this stuff too, and like I, all those things were really nice. I just was very focused. Because, I guess because of how the episode was organized, and I'm sure that was part of me. Just like I can't, I want to keep watching this. This is heavy. Can y'all, can y'all hurry up? And <laughs> I, I can't wrap it up. Maybe, maybe that's why they took their time so that I had to sit through it a little bit longer because that it was just tough. Uh, it was T U F F. T-U-F-F. But because, <laughs> but because Letty was slow, you got a chance to see Tick go to the portal and hype Hippolyta up so much that her hair went Super Saiyan blue. Oh, yeah, yes. I, was, I, I love was, that uh, hair. I did like that part. It was also a little corny, but so I corny. also like that part. And this is how I became who I am. She became what? Ophelia? Arithia Blue, yeah. It's Ophelia. Arithia, yeah. Arithia. I was like, what's her name? She became Arithia Blue and... OB, and they got the book. They got, got the, the book. book. I really names. was happy that no one died. I thought Montrose was going to die for this book, and I was like, "No, I think we need you a little bit longer. Please don't die. Don't throw your life away." And he didn't, so I was like, "Okay." Yeah. But I think what's really important about that is the fact that you know, prior to that, Tick and Montrose, you know, have a bonding moment talking about Tick's son, because you know, oh gosh, Tick is yes. you know, Tick again is fully aware that his son is George Freeman in the future, and wrote a book about their adventure. He changed a few names, but Tick is fully aware and so is Montrose that he dies at the end of this story. So like Tick, Montrose, they're all aware that Tick's going to eventually die. You see them kind of like go through like, of course, like the angriness and like you find out that George is most likely uh, Tick's actual father uh, because <laughs> dun, dun. I mean, mind you, like it's something that they talked about, I think a while ago, maybe episode one or they, like, two. They talked it for three minutes they were fighting. and then they moved on. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was but, like, yeah. but like, it's like, you know, it's one of the moments where you just to see them, like they bond over one, the fact that I might not be your daddy, but I'm your father, you know, sh- sh- Shout out to Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, <laughs> like, you just have these moments where just like they're binding over the fact that Tick and Mongols are aware that, that, that Tick has a hard out, that his hard out is the last episode coming up, and they're binding over that. And they're just like really building that foundation. The scene you're talking about isn't the last episode. No, no. What I'm saying is like, you know, coming in the fact that they both were like bonding through this episode with that knowledge of the fact that Tick has a hard out. Yeah, the dead thing until I thought it was the last episode when he told them that. No, it was in the rewind episode because uh, they were preparing to go and and then Montrose just is drinking. He turns to him. He's like, so I'm not your real daddy. It's George. I was like, is this a good time to talk about this? I guess it doesn't matter. I guess I'm being semantical, but I thought it was was the last episode. (laughs) So you remember like uh, Tick and Atticus were talking about the book before they end up doing the the spell on Tick. Remember, like they're sharing, Mm -hmm. like I got this book and it's from George Freeman, my son. And then so and then remember after they had that discussion about the book, I think maybe in Jigaboo, like that's when that's when like uh, Montrose is mad at the fact that Letty 
use the the pictures to get another right. spell for her because like yo he's gonna die like but he doesn't tell her that but because he's mad that she right. protects herself and not him because he knows that Nerf right. is gonna die and that he yeah. has a friend on the way. I was just I was I you said that he <laughs> found out about his dad not maybe being his dad but it was never mind. Oh yeah, I was combining some thoughts for this like sure. wrap up of that episode. But yeah, they were in that conversation. Yeah. yeah, and I was upset that he didn't let Letty know because when uh you know Montrose when so this was right before when they were trying to um I think this was after they got the book. Maybe this was towards the end. So this is when it gets kind of uh blurry. I think this is after they got the book and Letty's writing down the spell to whatever and you know, uh, Montrose is still kind of sad about you're going to die. You're going to die because now we got this book. You got the spell and, and what's happening in the in the equinox and whatever. And, you know, uh, Tick is looking at at Laddie and he's looking at his dad like, but there's different there's different parallel universes. So I might not die, though. I might not die. And Laddie's just like, OK. Okay. So I was like, so you had to lie to her? Like, I get it, but it's just, that's the stuff that makes me sad because that's how people be caught up in stuff, you know? Um, but yeah. Uh, do we want to discuss the last episode or do we want to save for next week's episode? Circle. <laughs> we... Full Why would you want to see it? Circle. Full circle. We're so close. I liked it, but full circle definitely at the end ended like a Ocean's Eleven moment. That I was like, really, y'all? <laughs> you couldn't show any of these moments. <laughs> I felt Doing that after thing. the fact nonsense. Right. It's this fine. I was like, that was a choice. Okay, that's montage. an interesting choice you would take to wrap up this show. I have a, I have a question for you guys for the last episode, and it really bothered me, and I felt like I wasn't sure it was me. But did you did you, did you feel like Ruby's like storyline just like yep. vanished? I did. <laughs> I was like, how how, how are you going to build the girl up for like hella long, and then she just poof by the end? Like I thought that was really weird. I think really weird yeah, choice. I agree. I feel like they tacked her on with uh, Christine. Like they're like they're like they're a group now, but Christine is like the spokesperson, and you only talk to Ruby when you want something from Christina or want information <laughs> right. about her character. But like right. otherwise, we're not going to look. She brought it. Oh, like I turned to a white woman and like worked at the thing, and like that was our only new thing about her talking to Letty. Other than that, she had no new other moments. Like even the scene where like she comes back from Emma Till's funeral, and like that guy's like yelling at her. Like I'm like, oh, we're gonna have like a Ruby moment, but like. Oh no, here's William. So never mind. It's a William moment. Uh, I feel like there's just, there's a lot of small moments, but like Ruby mm-hmm. never got again that big a moment that she got in her own episode. Yeah, killed off screen, and but, she got uh, killed off screen, which I think is the ultimate middle finger. The ultimate middle finger. Disrespectful, but, but it was. I, I'll, I'll say this: it was a fun episode to watch. Um, uh. The family, the family ride in the car yeah. singing together. Oh, oh, that was so funny. I also thought it was really interesting <laughs> how they cut out Ruby, but they fully uh, bring in Gia. I was gonna say, and I was like, y'all really did Ruby like that? Y'all just gonna like just kill her off screen and just bring in Gia and be like, you're part of the family now. And it's he like, got his ex working with his baby Ruby? mama together. People are like, future is already like, yes, future. I like this show. 
<laughs> this is the way. <laughs> oh, that pop culture comic cat. I love it. We are like, it, like you knew something bad was going to happen. I'm like, anytime there's like a fun, jaunty moment, I'm like, somebody going to die in this next scene. Y'all are just yep. over here singing songs in the car. Too, too happy. happy. Too happy. Uh, but it was, it was girl cute. Was like, you had, mo- like, everyone had a moment with someone. Like, you had Tick had his moment with Gia. You had Dee and her mom finally reconcile. Her mom's like, I fully drew out your comic book and like real time and like real comic book style. And I'm going to show you. And you have this like, of course, off screen moment where they do something really cool with her. But we don't find out until like later. Uh, you have, you know, take one of the one, one of, of the many. Like, three, one of the three things that happened off screen. And that, yeah. Where's the director's cut? Where's the director's cut of this episode? Where's the Snyder cut? Young Zack Snyder, fix it! That's the alternative. I appreciate what we got because it was nice and concise. So that's the alternative. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, it was but cool. it was just everyone did like a full like anime finale. Like it was. I, I think I, I think I said that to you guys. I was like, if this ain't the most, I know we tease how certain episodes had element elements, but this was the most anime episode ever. Like yeah, power and friendship together, love. Me yeah. I mean, we even had the moment where she got into her power and she went all over 9,000 to like accept the darkness to buy their little, like, yeah. come on. It was good. I mean, it definitely also felt very much of like Scooby-Doo Mysteries where it's like great, like we have this like very big elaborate plan that requires like 8,000 chunks of salt. But I think the best part of yeah. that episode in general was the reference to the ancestors. I think that was really big. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, because I feel like, you know, yes, we talked about generational trauma, but I think the fact that they were, they had them over, they like had full dialogue discussions with their generational ancestors to one, prepare for and heal D, and two, prepare a spell uh, for Christina, I think were like really pivotal moments of like, just these amazing black women who are like, yes, we were born at different time periods, but we have the same goal, which is to protect our people, protect our bloodline. And we've spent years in the afterlife thinking of this. And we're glad that you you know, are here because we're going to pass this on to you and your children. So it's really powerful to have that moment of them just being a like, great family. And of course, Tick's like, we're like, you know, everyone's in our family. Like family is more than just familial bond. It's like more... Even Mantro said, like, family's more than just, you know, he said familial love is, like, the best kind of love. Like, you don't have to be related to, like, love someone. So I think that was, like, really big. I think Tick picked up that from his father, which I give Mantro's credit. Like, he finally gave Tick something positive to take with him besides, like, this traumatic childhood he was brought up in. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, but like, the just the problems. preparation. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. That part was good. That part was good. They, they, you were saying the preparation was really cool. The mo- I like you, that. The montage. Everyone was working together, doing their thing. Um, I did get kind of teary-eyed. It was the scene where I forgot who was singing, but it was the scene where they were all in the shop working and Tick looks kind of sad and he's like, well, it's time to go, you guys. And I was like, why am I crying already? Oh, because it's the last time they're going to be together. I know somebody's going to die. I know someone's going to die, you know? Um, just, just, and then like how Amy said, how they were in the car. And I was just like, nope, nope. And then they split up. And then, you know, Montrose and Tick had their little scene. And then they take Tick away. 
the village people and I was just like mm. and then Letty and Ruby that scene I was hella hot I was like this bitch <laughs> just gonna kill Ruby off, seat, oh, off screen and then beat Letty who's pregnant she don't have the protection spell they and then her. she flips her out the window I screamed I was she like my nieces and nephews were like, Auntie Ken, are you okay? I was like, no. They threw my favorite character out the window. And then she was just, I was like, oh no. Yeah, I, still, I still can't get beat behind how she came back and saved the day. Yeah. I still don't know how she did the first time, I, but okay. Well, my Spirit suspicion work. is, and I think I'm going to give this to Ray. Um, Ooh, I Ray. think that one of two things happened. Either A, Christina felt bad that she lied to Ruby and like did some weird <laughs> postmortem heal or something like that. Or B, uh, Ruby had some magic in making Christina promise that Liddy wouldn't get hurt. Oh, Kat, I, I, go ahead, Kat. Okay, so <laughs> me and Ray had discussed this because we were confused. But from what I was seeing, because why it was so important for Gia to, uh, well, no, I'm going ahead of myself. Why I think when when Tick was getting ready to get slashed and dashed, you know, um, he was like, where's Letty? And Christina was just like, eh, you know, she did, whatever. And then he lost it because that was the one thing in his head that was like, that was not according to plan, you know, anyone but her. So if you, I feel like if you watch closely, when she is binding him, like when she like has his blood on him and they have this transfer of power and maybe because I watch a lot of fantasy stuff, when they have that transfer of power, you got, they're bonded. So if you see him closely, he looks like he's muttering something too. He's like, he's like talking and I'm thinking that is when he is coming up with his last spell from from whatever was in his body leaving he he had like he held on to that combined with Christina's like little power Mm. and he was able to uh, put that spell on Letty to not only uh, raise her from the dead but to put that spell on her and again I feel like it was one of those things that got cut out because in the mantra in the montage you see him studying stuff because I was like how how he does the spell I don't know it's probably lost in the montage but that's what I was getting mm-hmm. and that's why she woke up and when she woke up that's when he was dying like that was the last thing he had to do before he like started like dying so i i feel like that's what happened but i still don't know how well, he knew how to do that i want to chance because I, I want to chance because i remember when they were doing like those multiple flashpoints they cut to ruby on top of the tower looking down at like letty and she mumbles like she fully does a spell looking down at ruby like that's the scene I'm I'm thinking about because there's a Ruby looking down on Ruby, but no, that was Christina. So, no, the, oh. the scene where like Ruby's looking down at like Lady's body and she does an incantation, and I don't know oh. what the incantation is, but she's fully like saying incantation, looking, and then the scene cuts to where the actual Ruby is that. in bed, which is why I'm wondering like if is like something happening, some kind of transfer of power, right? What do you think? Um, I've looked it up. Uh, the showrunner Misha Green. Has an answer for us. She said okay. she has said it in Rolling Stone. It was Christina that restored Ladies of Vulnerability. Told you. Why? Because she uh, promised Ruby, and I feel like Raymond was yeah. right that there was a connection between them. Yeah. Raymond was like, that's, that's what she'd say. Like, Misha Green clarified the scene further by saying it was Christina in order to keep 
her promise to Ruby. Told you. I, that's what it was, was, it was one of my two things. I feel like she felt bad because she promised Ruby that no harm would come to her sister. Now, yeah. I think that she probably didn't gamble on Letty knowing a spell of that magnitude to bind her. But I do think that there was enough connection between Ruby and Christina to where she'd be like, uh, I, listen, I kind of got feelings for her. I did lie to her. I said she wouldn't be hurt. Let me just go ahead and give her a quick little like heal and me get out of there. Out of her. But she did hurt her. Yeah, and I think she regretted it because she promised. Oh, Cause I see, like my theory better. <laughs> the show wanted to give you it the makes answer. more sense. I just like that's like I'm gonna ignore that canon information. Here's why it doesn't count because fully, hear me out. Like that spell that Christina put, she made that. Remember, she said that was a spell of her own design. There's no way Tim could know that spell. Christina yeah, that's made why that spell. Right put not her love and friendship, Marlon. That doesn't count. This isn't an anime. <laughs> this is an anime at this point. That's not what happened. So yeah, Christina. I don't care. <laughs> she did. No, I feel like this is to Raymond's point that Christina is the most complicated character. She is. I still she's don't like, like her because again. Like Raymond said, she's helping people, but also like doing her own. Like at the end of it, she's doing what she, she wants to she do. Wasn't, she wasn't trying to hurt them, but they were in the way she needed to use them to get what she wanted. She's Ozymandias. She's like, I don't want to have to hurt you, but you're in my way. And in, I, if I need to move you, I'll move you. But also right. she's like a woman of her word. And I, yeah, I, like, yeah, I, I agree. Like in that moment, you watch her look at Letty and she does the incantation. She's like, peace is out because she's like, I fucked up. I told her I wouldn't do that. And also she doesn't kill Letty. I said, I don't think she puts her in a coma. So it's like, she's like halfway uh, doing like, things. You had me, you had my blood pressure all the way up when you threw a pregnant woman out that window. I was like, this lady needs to die <laughs> now. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like it's like, again, one of those things that I think is definitely confusing because of how they shot this episode where there's multiple like little like flashes to people with not a lot of substance to what's happening. So I do think that yeah. if you, you know, again, didn't catch that look that Ruby gave you okay. would have just thought, oh, maybe it was Tick because like there's a lot happening in this scene. Just like cutting back and forth. You're looking at Ending things. Yeah, it's like like they're they're editing a lot of things. So like I think a lot of things were missed in that scene. But I do think that mm. in that moment it was like one of those Ocean Elevens. Like really, like let's just wrap this up and like try to tie these plot holes by just showing you scenes with no dialogue. So again, you see scenes um, so where confusing. you know they're talking about embrace that darkness within you. But again, like with this scene, again, uh, I think the biggest piece of Raymond's thing about Christina not being evil is uh, Tick has to come to this willingly, which I think is the ultimate, like difficult thing to claim this is an evil thing because he has to come willingly. He has to show up there and be strapped to this thing because he's chosen to. Uh, and I think, again, like that is another reason why it makes it so hard to call Christina evil because he said, yeah, I'll show up. She asked him, he said yes, and then he was there, had this kind of consensual agreement. Uh, and it just made it really hard to be like, she's bad, because he's like, I'll be there. And it's just like, of course, she's like keeping information from him, but like not have to be like, you have to come on and kill someone. She's like, just show up. And he's like, well, I gave you this deal. I'll come. Oh, gosh. And also what's worse is the fact that he knows that he's going to die. So he knows that yeah. it's not going to end with him, but he still decides to show up. And it's like, 
I think it adds to Christina's character. It adds to her comeuppance, but it just, it makes her character so much more complex in this moment. Uh, but yeah, so we get that awesome scene where Tick shows up, they're doing their Scooby-Doo plan. You're getting this Ocean's Eleven moment where like, oh, the plan's gonna work. And it's like, oh no, the plan didn't work. They all got caught. No, Hippolyta, I will say Hippolyta was throwing bows and elbows. She was killing everybody. She, she had that training. There. Right, she was... <laughs> Um, but up. I do want to say about D the scene I was like first of all they left this poor girl in a car in the middle of the woods I don't know if that was a good idea or not knowing how we knew how those woods were before um, again they didn't explain or show in advance her connection to the animal it, but they showed it that one little clip in the montage you know the very end. but it was like my favorite part in the end because I was like oh they're like the, like that's such a sci-fi uh, pair in a in a novel is a girl with a robotic arm and her little alien creature. Okay, I, I'm I'm for that, you know. But what made it even better was just like her in the end. I felt like she was the perfect person to destroy Christina. We don't know. I mean, yes, but I don't know because magic. I mean, okay, so magic part one. Let, Letty, Letty. Again, the show's about her. She was the one that basically set the spell so that uh, no white people have magic now, ever. And I thought that was, I was like, what? She yeah, did we, what? I, because that's what the ancestor lady was like. You, It's going to change everything. you you got to do this. And I was like, is that what? It, oh, my gosh. Then part two, Dee was the one that had to crush Christina. And I was just like, here for it. Yes. It's it's good enough for me, but dang, like, <laughs> and then and that's how it ends. And I was just like, are we looking at a season two? Is the season two going to be like another story, nah. kind of like how Fargo has a new season with new characters, or are we done with this show? I think like, that's more my next question. Watchmen than anything. The more of like we got our point across with this story, because I, um, I feel like to read, the speculation is going to be another one. There is speculation, but it, there was speculation for Watchmen also. True. So we'll see. I feel like this one makes the most sense to be a one and done because of the fact that, like, it, I mean, one and done in the sense, like, yo, you, you told a good story. And of course, it opens it up to, like, future iterations. But I feel like it doesn't need that to, like, carry the message it delivered, especially for this episode. Right. I mean, you, the episode, like, that you had, of course, um, the ploy of, like, getting, like, the piece of meat uh, that connects to Christina's ancestry and the blood from Christina to like, you know, try to bind her. Of course, it's like a, it's like a false out because you know, it's a fake Ruby. Um, but then of course you have like, again, you have these women saving the day, uh, which again is, like, is this show definitely is really showing women in sci-fi uh, just being like the crux uh, of the, of the, the genre and saving things, multi-racial women saving the day. Um, Girl, get you, it done. You know, like you are really like given that chance to kind of be there and be a part of that. I mean, you see uh, Gia embrace her darkness when they find out that spell doesn't work. You have that really, 
dope scene where Christina is wearing all white. And then when she gets doused in the blood of Tick for the spell, her dress turns red magically to like fit that. She fully has power of blood magic now. She has the witching hour. Um, Right. And then you have that moment where she, you know, gets her power stripped from the ancestors, you know, from the first ancestor that she had the privilege, you know, given to her from, you know, you see that our ancestors beat out their ancestors at the end of the day because they know that with this magic, along with your white privilege, of course, there's going to be more and more uh, evil and more and more pain and hurt to to come. So you really have this awesome chance and opportunity to like fully strip her of that and bind her. Um, I think it's really awesome that they showed that. And I mean, of course, I think that if anything, what we see with D is we see um, a young lady, unfortunately, that is full of this rage and the rage was put there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by her uh, affliction bestowed upon her by a white man. So you see that this pain, even though she is fully, you know, healed physically, she's never going to forget and the, or forgive. And the mental grief yeah. of Emmett Till. Yeah, that was she, her She's never going to forget friend. that, you know? And so in that moment, you see that equipped with these tools of, you know, their ancestors, she's going to take on the oppressors in a different light entirely. She's a different generation. You have the three directions before who were doing things their own way. But in this, at the end of the movie, starting of the show, you see that she's going to be a lot more uh, hands-on when it comes to fighting white supremacy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you see a moment where she literally is like looking at Christina. Christina's asking for help, and she's just literally like looking at her, just saying no. And then you have her do kind of like a a stormfront esque moment of fully watching the light go out of her eyes as she chokes her. Yeah, and you get that measure okay, like D. She had no. It's not okay, but she's (laughs) angry and she wants to get even. And again, D makes a comment about like white people of like y'all are dangerous and that's her fear and she has a way to combat that fear that's with her hand and with her beast so if they do do i mean if they do decide another season they might incorporate her more but i feel like it's a lot better to end on our record like what's she gonna get into i mean we already know that she's gonna meet tick in the future and send him back in time because she's Mm -hmm. the girl with the metal arm but it just there's so many things that happen in this episode in terms of like generational trauma and how it affects the characters and what they end up doing. And you see that D is on the other end of the spectrum. You see that, you know, Letty and Hippolyta and Gia, they have, you know, they their, you know, acceptance of where they are and who they are. But then you have D who is like, I am so angry and I don't know when I'm going to stop being angry. And right now, this this person might not have like caused my affliction, but you look like someone who caused my affliction and I'm going to feel good in this moment. And she did. And then she's going to go off to find the Black Panther party. That's probably what she probably would go do. <laughs> I, the the ending that ending just felt funky to me. Um, I feel like there's in in analyzing whether or not there was an antagonist in the show, who the antagonist was. Um, I guess at because of the spell at the end and. Christina's revival of Letty, um, I'm going to fully say it wasn't Christina that was the antagonist of the show. It was white people. 
I think so. I mean, as loose of a of a character or straw man as it is, like I feel like, yeah, like I agree. Like there yeah. really wasn't like a big bad. It was like, hey, like so was, white folks uh, just kind of suck, especially in this a time man period. Man versus nature story, I guess. Um, man versus nature. Oh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure dealing oh, with racism. Um, we talked about it, this. It, <laughs> I because of. Our, maybe it's because of our need to like have a bad guy. Um, maybe it's because they just didn't do a good enough job. Something felt off to me about the moment when they were just saying like, oh, and then we take magic away from all white people. And I was just kind of like, wait, what? Like, I guess after I sat and thought about it for a little bit, I was like, yeah, I guess that's what they were building up towards. Like, I guess why am right. I surprised? And I think my takeaway was just that I, that episode, that it, that last episode, I was saying, what did I say? I said the second to last episode was the weakest one of the of the show. Rewind? Uh, uh, no. Not, the sorry, second not episode of the whole the season. Oh. The whole show. Uh, uh, Whitey's uh, on the moon. Yeah, the one where they're the one where the rest of the sons of they Adam have, get lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I still think that's the weakest episode, but honestly, I think the second weakest episode is the last one. It just mm. it. It just it it maybe it needed to be two episodes maybe yeah it, it did like, I don't think it needed the Snyder cut but it needed more it needed something because it just that that in when that happened and she said and then there's no more for white people I was just kind of like wait what like I just was so confused Where those that come from? yeah I was just like wait that's what they were playing that's what the home team was playing for this time when, yeah. when did that happen like I just it just felt I felt like I missed something I felt like I wasn't paying attention like and, no. and that's okay. <laughs> No, I felt that because I was like, oh, we're going there? Okay. No Hogwarts? Oh, that's sad. Well, it's like, you know, it'd be one thing if they lived in the world where, like, magic was, like, the primary weapon used by white people. But literally, it's like there's, like, a a couple of lodges and y'all dealing with systemic racism on a whole. So it's like this whole lead up was just to stop magic from, like, 4% of the population at best. Right. Like no racism, no. Show, if the show did it, then ended by saying that this was Earth Four, and then at that point, <laughs> black people took over the world using magic. Like, fine. I don't. I think I actually might have got behind that more, but right. like, because it was so set in our own reality, it just felt so strange with just as little information that they gave. I think um, that's the problem because it's like you set this show in a time period. And we know what happens in that time period, and you're sticking to all the factual notes in that time period. So if the yeah. only thing that changes is magic, like what's the point? Does that really help anybody? Like, what does that really right. do? Anything? Like it, yeah. at least in Watchmen, when like it ended, like there were severe fallouts. There was a casual, like you had like the, there's going to be like a fallout that will ripple out. But in this one, like Especially how big of a that fallout only is within one family. Like no one's going to feel that effect. Like we don't know. Makes me feel like. And you need a season two. And then they mm. created Wakanda, which is why they didn't help the other black so, people. See, look, uh, that's that's what happened. Yeah, I guess so. And then because they they could have helped, what? they could have helped every black person on Earth realize the potential, maybe teach them spells, but they didn't. They kept the book and the spells within their family, and they're going to probably lock it away and not say anything. And I'm like, is that really for the best? Well, I'm wondering yeah. if. What we're going to see happen is, you know, a couple of things. We're going to see them go back and probably go to Christina's place, try to find uh, Ruby, maybe try to bring her back to, you know, being yeah. stable. 
two, we know that Letty wants to open up this like house for the community. Oh. Are we going to see Letty then start, you know, embracing and teaching magic to just women? Like, there's just a lot in. The, you're like, are, 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 are we going to have a charm operation? Are we like going to have charm. like a black school of magic? Like, how, I feel like they're just. I agree with Xavier's <laughs> gifted, gifted academy. For, yeah, I feel like. I feel like, to, like to, I feel like to Raymond's point, had they included maybe another episode just around the fallout or some like kind of epilogue, we could at least yeah. know like, great, like here's what they were playing for and here's why they were playing for it. As opposed to like, great, here's what they're playing for, this super arbitrary magic thing that only a few white people have and like it's over, they did it and like mission accomplished and it's like, wait, which is... I don't, I don't like to ask for more from a show because mm-hmm. I don't want shows to go too long, but I feel like the show was missing an, an ending. Yeah. And it's, it, there's like, it, it was almost there. It was Ooh, like, wow. I got the climax and I got none of the falling action. Like, but like he died and I'm like, what did he die problem. for? Why? But also why can't they revive him? Explain to me why they can't revive him. Because, I he think has they no don't know Christ- left in him or something. Well, I don't know. Well, I feel like Blood they gone. need to know Christina's spell, and they've shown to have studied one spell for a whole night, which is the binding spell. And it seems like they might need. Uh, I mean, also, I feel like they probably could. Like, I mean, they could probably try to revive her. Maybe they keep I his body like, on ice until they fully study right. the full book of Adam. Um, and I feel like they would need blood. And I feel like the only blood relative that would have his blood would, would be his son, who is not born yet. So sure, I don't know. Like when he, so they wait till he, they revive him in three years from now. Like there's, also his sister I, is there. Don't take blood for three year old. I'm just, I'm just. All I'm anyway, well, no, there, are just, there are ideas out there, and I feel like I, I feel like maybe to Raymond's point, this is the sign that we might have a season two because they didn't answer yeah. anything. Maybe this is like great, like we got to do another season, but then it's like also like, is it gonna be worth it to have a season where again there's no magic for white folks? Is there still stakes? Are they fighting so, other people of other races? Are they fighting? That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I feel like that's the next step because we got introduced for Gia and her culture of her magic. There's so many other cultures with magic. There's a, there's probably other black families with magic. So now it's just gonna turn into a whole. Yeah, I don't want to have a show on black on black violence. Black magic on black magic. Black magic. Who want to take over black people? I don't know. We don't need it. Sounds like a Fox News like fantasy wet dream. The black on black magic crime is going up. This is why we need to shut down these black magic schools. That's twenty twenty one. Black on Lincoln magic. Uh, I'm good. Right, this is that scene from Key and Peele when, when they're like the black Hogwarts and he goes, why do you need a silencer on a wand? Why? And he's like, yeah, it's hitting women are pregnant with succubus babies. It's just, it's just literally now stepping into that Key and Peele stage. Season two of Lovecraft. Here we go. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, Raymond, that this last episode definitely left a lot wanting. I didn't like the Ocean Eleven setup where like we're getting all this information after the fact. Um, yeah. I feel like straight off, also like off the heels of such a good episode with like 1921, I feel like it should have had a, like more substance for the ending. I mean, it was mm-hmm. an okay ending, but it just left you with just, and I don't mind having a show or a movie leave me with questions because like I'm cool with that. But, but when you leave me, but, but when you leave me with questions of like, wait, what did they really want? 
that's something I think needs I know, to be addressed. I know that. And, Mount- and Christina right. wasn't really so bad that she wanted to be immortal. That's why I kept saying, but why are we fighting her again? We got yeah. introduction. We got rising action. We got a climax for sure. Mm-hmm. And then that was the end of the last episode. Like, <laughs> all the substance was in the middle of the whole season. That's what's sad. So that the ending, it, le- it left us just. I mean, to quote Raymond, endings are hard. It is. And I feel like this was, I feel like this show had like the trajectory. It had the propulsion. It had the drag. It had the speed. And it got right to the finish line. And the engine fully fell out from underneath it. Fell out. And I feel like it it went through, like it it crossed the finish line, but it didn't cross with the same speed that it had been getting up to, you know? I know, I. My analogy is uh, if this is a movie about crossing the finish line, it, it cro- they crossed the finish line. You saw the little photo finish picture and then credits rolled. <laughs> That's true. Don't you. You don't know who the driver, you don't know who the driver was. You don't know why he was driving. You don't know if you don't like, got a, you got a trophy. You don't see him don't opening up his dude. The, the car won first place. White yeah. people had no magic that day. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing. They were just like, oh, they did it. The they did it. That Wait, was what? It. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I feel like we'll probably see shortly if they're doing Love Cat Crunch season two. If they do it, I feel like it puts them in such a weird position to where they have to spend two episodes doing some kind of coverage for the last season and then eight episodes doing some kind of new like run up. And I I don't I don't think we want to see that. Like, I don't think we want to see a season where they're spending a good chunk of the first episode explaining the the first season and then being interested. I mean, we do know from like ticks. In the future, that there's like a big riot with white folks. He, he gave us that story of like, there's a big riot with white folks, and then I got a book and I came back. Maybe we get to see what the riot's all about, but it's just, it's like, right. And I'm trying are to we think, gonna get a season about think? like the hierarchy of black culture where it's like right. black people and magic and white people? And it's just, it's, so it's, you know. Right. Because so I mean, just, 10 years from there is the 60s, which was the hot, I mean, that was the most changing decade of our time. So I, I, I do wonder if. If we have a season two, would it be set 60s, 70s, 80s? I feel like it would probably be 80s because that's such a good time to do supernatural stuff with the time period. But uh, I don't know. Hmm. And, and I, think, I, right? I feel like, huh? What was Raven saying earlier? I, I couldn't hear him. It just sounded like uh, the, this was, this is, whatever that beginning of this next season looks like, it's just going to have so much like work to do to like build into a new storyline that it's just it was reminding me a lot of the boy season two where like mm. i felt like very little happened at the beginning of that season yeah uh, the those first three episodes they had to release three in a row because i feel like the first two not a whole lot happened in them um so it just i don't know it's i i almost just wish they had just gotten one more episode for this season and then they then they don't have to come back to this, sh- like they could have yeah, I will say, still enjoy the show. It's still, I think, right. a really good show. It's still a show that is an example of like the kind of quality you get from putting amazing people of color together to do something like this. And I'm hoping they still invest money in, in projects like this in the future, whether it's TV or movies or, or shorts. So I think it, it told a lot of amazing stories in an, an amazing way. And I think that, you know, it's allowed to have like a 
like a, a pretty bunk ending as long as we get to see more from these writers and more from this genre specifically. So make sure y'all know that, that we definitely enjoy the show. The ending wasn't up to what we thought it could be because of the direction it had, but right. we also know that endings are hard. And um, yeah, I look forward to seeing what the next product's going to be. If it's going to be season two, that'd be dope. Or if they're going to do some weird spinoff standalone thing, thing uh, who knows? But either way, it still had a lot of promise towards the ending. Didn't land the mark. But still, if you haven't seen it and you watched and listened to all of this, you should now go watch it because I'm sure we missed a couple of cool scenes that you probably would enjoy. Right. And I mean, shout out to just all the people who made it a great show, even when we were like, why is this happening? But like, because it's like Journey, Journey deserves all the awards for this show. Letty was just Lead, everything. Leading it. She was the lead. She was leading everything. Everyone else was great, but I just... If, if it comes awards time and Lovecraft gets awards, I have to see her getting something because uh, absolutely. she went through stuff. And Misha Green, and she was you deserve some too, girl. You deserve yes. some too. But I will say, you guys, this has opened um, open more doors. Remember, I feel like I said this before on Geek Force, how my dream is to have more fantasy, supernatural stuff starring black characters as the main leads. We are getting that, folks, because Moon uh, House with Amazon is creating a vampire like I don't know if it was a movie or a show I forget what the actress's name but it's this beautiful black actress she's going to be the star of it it's going to have vampires and it's going to have black vampires and I'm really excited because I was like this is what I wanted since I was a child so I just want to say thank you Lovecraft Country I don't, I'm not going to say you were the forefront of doing this but you definitely were part of it. the ones tapping on the door to let that door open to get more content like this because I have been yes more of this yeah. you know so and also I'm excited. know that not all of our stories have to be tied to racism or slavery so feel free to get outside Thank the box you. you know we definitely right. don't mind when it's portrayed in a very accurate way but also know that our stories are more than just uh our past in that aspect so definitely feel free to right. you want to throw in a story about you know some black folks doing sci-fi stuff that don't have ties to being a part of system, systemic racism or oppression we'd enjoy that too right that too we're they're they're getting there they're getting there but this is so far so good this is this is nice thank you lovecraft country for just (laughs) cheering us up during this time putting black folks in sci-fi and making it confusing and making it confusing. I like that. Can't describe um, what this show is about at all because every episode is different. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because I know we teased about that, but for real, I I just say it's like a, it's a black anime show. <laughs> That's all I can say. It has magic, monsters, racism, 1950s. It's an anime. It's just live action. Live That's action it. Anime. You gotta love it. Um, but yeah, do we want to jump into Marlon's Corner? Right now, then. Marlon's Corner! Marlon's Corner! Great. Uh, hey, folks, it's Marlon's Corner. Good to see y'all. It's been a minute. Um, glad you're sticking around. Thanks for being a part of this. Um, we're going to think if you want to, you know, take a break from all that love care country, definitely pause here and go get a bath and get some snacks, you know, take care of yourself. Um, but just to start things off, if you have not played the Ghost of Tsushima free DLC multiplayer pack, you need to hop on that. Um, this game is still getting so many new people hopping onto it. So many new folks just being a part of it. What'd you say? Hey, Marlon. Hey, Raymond. 
I'm I'm like seven hours in on that game. So you're right. It's 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 fun. Yeah. See, it's an awesome game. And then when you get ready for multiplayer, let me know because multiplayer as like grinding as most games, it's like one of those fun grindy games because you get to stab things and you get really cool armor sets. And it's like a really interesting game in terms of how they decided to do, you know, DPS, tank and healer. Um, but it's really fun. Um, I've been enjoying it to play with my friend. My friend Johnny online has been like, He's like grinding to like level 20. I'm only level 13. It's just a lot of fun. If you want to play with me online, it's Nolo Mar for PSN. It's Nolo Space Mar. Come find your boy out. We can play some games. Um, other than that, um, I like to play online with people and who want to play and also get a part of this cool game. Um, also, if you haven't heard, um, unfortunately, folks, we've been really big telling you about uh, Project uh, Red's game. Um, CD Projekt Red's big game, uh, Cyberpunk, and it's unfortunately, if you already know, has been delayed yet again. Um, That's now, why I started Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, you got to keep playing it. But yeah, so um, I'm not as disappointed as I was when I first heard about it because when you read about the reason, it's a really uh, important reason. Also, it's like a really relevant one. Um, you now have these AAA games coming out. Um, and if they were, you know, in development for specifically uh, current gen and next gen, you have this really uh, interesting moment in time where they have to test this game on multiple platforms. They have to test it on PC. They have to test it on the Xbox games. Uh, sorry, the Xbox consoles. There's two different consoles for the Xbox. So they're testing it on those two consoles. They're testing it on the PS4. And also they're testing it on the PS5. So you have them testing it across all these consoles are and Stadia. Shout out to our Stadia folks out here. <laughs> Shout out to Stadia crew. Um, so you have them testing it across all these platforms. And yes, they just recently, you know, I think a month ago or so, or a couple weeks ago, they went gold, meaning the game was good to go. But they really let folks know, listen, like we know we're gold. We know we got the go ahead, but we don't feel like this game is up to snuff across uh, all these consoles we were like trying to advertise to. So Another of folks that are like a little more upset than the internet should be. We got, I mean, the, the devs were complaining that people were giving them death threats, which again, stop going on the internet and threatening to hurt people. Shouldn't be something you have to say, but apparently you have to say it. Um, games are hard to make. They take a long damn time. And it's going to take even longer when you have to factor in the fact that you have a PS5 game coming out that has shown you how fine the pixelation is on that game, how smooth it's going to run. And they want that to run on that system as well as our PS4s that we had for a minute now. So let's be patient. Let's wait. Um, and just know that the PS4 is going to be around for a couple more years. So we're going to have a lot of games that are going to try to be cross compatible. So definitely be patient. But again, I'm sure once the game drops... Companies like CD Projekt Red are definitely going to give us some kind of treat for being on hold for so long. I'm already, I mean, they're already promising to give us free DLCs coming out. Um, and again, give them time. You want a quality game? You got to wait. Y'all been hyped for this game for many, many years. Uh, so when it does drop, I feel like it's going to be great. When it drops, and it drops around Christmas time, so you can save your money now. You know, sorry, December, you know, just save your ducats now. Uh, you'll be able to play this really fun game and it won't be as buggy as, you know, it could be if it drops, you know, recently. So just give it some moments. It'll be okay. Be disappointed. 
definitely okay to be disappointed, but you know, don't get mad about that. You know, be mad about the fact that we have a do or die election tomorrow on uh, <laughs> on November third. Be mad about the part that we're in our country to where we have to vote between the lesser. Sorry, we have to vote for a terrible person versus a mediocre person. So, I mean, just be mad about that. Be be mad about things that are okay to be mad about, but don't be mad about people trying to do their things in quarantine by making this game be fun. All right. Now, lastly, we're going to wrap up with Raymond and I talking about a game that um, I, we were hearing I, about. It. Sorry, go ahead. I'm okay, I'm okay saving this one for next time because we might have more information to to add to this uh, if we hold if we hold off on Avengers. Oh, is there more coming out? I thought it was. I thought I just, I'm just hoping. I'm just part of me is hoping we can have more information, but. Um, I mean, all I, I know now is that they've made things fifty percent off on. All yeah, that's why I'm like I would. I almost would rather uh, save this. At worst, we, we will have the exact same conversation next week, and it gives us something to talk about in Marlon's Corner next week when this episode's already kind of long. That's my. We can save it till next week. All if right, you folks. Want. I'm going to give us a week to see what oh. Crystal Enix does with Avengers. Currently, this game is. Square Enix. Currently, the game it's like it had a lot of PC. It's great. This is like deuces. Um, <laughs> the game currently is like making a lot of things on sale in the game um, to like you know make it more you know fun to like you can buy things that are cheaper now. You don't have to grind as much. Uh, the biggest issue folks are having with is of course you know there's still. You know, some folks are still, you know, out there doing anything. They haven't released any newer areas just yet. So folks are saying it's grindy because you're playing in the same area as opposed to like having more things because the game, again, it's a live game. They're going to add more things. So we're still waiting for that. Um, so there's a lot more information coming up. Uh, so hopefully next week when we come back, we'll have more information of what they're doing over at uh, Square Crystal Linux to know uh, what's happening. Um, but know that there's a lot of vultures out there that are putting out these <laughs> these thought articles and they are uh, really... Hmm? It's propaganda. propaganda. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of uh, people out there put out articles about like, hey, this 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 might be it. But like I told Raymond and the crew, uh, if there's any company that's going to keep a game alive, it's Marvel and Disney. So uh, we'll see what happens next week if there's any new development uh, in the Avengers online game. But uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe you should also check too. What do you think, Kat? <sighs> Marlon, this is giving me Fallout 76 vibes. Uh, (laughs) Listeners, if you were with us in the beginning of our podcast, in the beginning of late last year, we talked about how Marlon and I were so excited about Fallout 76. We pre-ordered. We downloaded the night before. It launched. We both got on. We spent both an hour on character creation. We both, you know, got launched. That was the best part. That was literally the best. The creation was the best part, you know, and taking a picture of it. And then we were in our little bunker. We got to explore the bunker. We were all like, what's going on? Why is nobody here? Go outside. I'm like, oh, it looks nice. It's all Appalachia type terrain. And then that's where I was like, okay, go here, go here. And then I didn't know what else we were going to do. Because then there were zombie cows. There was these things that came out at night. There were these people that came around to kill you. And then 
I didn't know. I'm sorry. You say zombie, zombie cows. cows. Well, if you if you ever okay, play, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> sure not make sure I heard you right. They're like they're like two headed, like uh, radioactively gross looking cows. They look like zombie cows. Okay. There's zombie everything. Everything's zombified in my eyes. Everything. The plants. Cool. The people. They just run up on you and then you get affected. And then you gotta have medicine. If you don't have medicine, then you gotta go get a pot and some grass and make you, you know, medicine. You know, but then you gotta get the skills to do that. Then you gotta get the tool. Like, and I'm like, okay, I did this. What's next? I don't know. And then the glitches came. And then that's where it just went. I was like, Marlon, I cannot play this game no more. I spent 60 something dollars. Oh, you play that to play for what? Price. Five hours? Yeah. It's disappointing. Same with this game. I'm like, Fall 76. This is. It definitely was. Uh, it had the unfortunate uh, nature of being a Bethesda game and they didn't really have I don't think they have the endless coffers that Disney and Marvel have so they couldn't really adjust much but I will say the game definitely introduced the survivor mechanic into the game which we hadn't seen in any of the Fallout games and the, the survivor mechanic basically meant that you had to eat uh, and drink uh, in the beginning of this like I think they might have changed it but when the game dropped, you had to eat and drink for the entirety of the game. So your health would start dropping after like six minutes and you had to grab a snack or something or you're like, you would get too tired Moldy and you bread. would get like slow. And of course, the, the glitches, things would phase in and out. Also, the fact that there were no uh, visible NPCs around to kind of give you any quest options. Um, you, of course, Bethesda introduced that later on. You could purchase the NPC pack, which would introduce NPCs into your game, basically make the game a regular game, uh, like the Fallout games more are mostly known for. And then, of course, the biggest um, unfortunate thing happened when they decided that for $100, they would allow the game to be a single player game and give you a private server to where you can just play the game with a couple of your friends. But of course, uh, folks found out that you can just join anyone's server. Uh, didn't matter if you knew them or not. Um, also, they found out that you can get into someone's safe and take all their items uh, and uh, just a plethora of issues with 76. My hope is that because again, Avengers has you know that Marvel Avengers money, um, they'll be fine. Yeah. But again, we'll give it a week. We'll come back. We'll have more details until then. Um, if you haven't... Just- if the, the world's, world's so setting in a week, in a this, week yes. this game will be losing this our lives. This might be it for them right now. <laughs> so we'll no it's more gone. internet either. But that's all we have for uh, Marlon's Corner. We'll return <laughs> next week to talk about Avengers <laughs> with Raymond and I. And we'll do some more research and check those numbers. Right, Raymond, we'll check those numbers out. We'll do some graphs, <laughs> pin some things together. We'll come back and we'll give you some data points. Raymond loves data. Like, I just have that all in my head. I love data. I just they, this this game. Waiting on the patient train. I just it's just there's nothing until they come out with like another state of play or something. They're like, oh, yeah. no. I feel like this is an example of like why you give me patient. You know, let's be patient. We don't want to get cyberpunk and we're like. Why are we waiting for more things? So let's just, when it comes out, it'll be fine. But yeah, we'll wait. We'll come back with more details. I'm looking forward to like really kind of going in and checking more articles and cross-referencing some data points and seeing like how long are these sales going on? Um, And then, you know, we'll talk about, just know that ultimately if this game goes free to play, uh, then we're, we're, we're we're in trouble. I'm adding some dynamics 
so hard. I, my favorite party on the bus. I already tagged them multiple times in our posts on Instagram. But now you're going to get a whole rant from me. Hey. Like, why you do that? We gonna see. Until then, go to Tsushima, play that and play the multiplayer online game because it's fun. And also the lobby community isn't full of 10 year olds or full of adults who actually want to try and talk about anime. So uh, my people, there's a whole lot of like Naruto conversations and a whole lot of folks talking about um, Fire Force. I had a full Fire Force discussion with someone one time. Uh, so yeah, join the chat room. I will it's join. Really fun. I'm gonna get this game tonight. <laughs> it's a good game. It's pretty. Fun I just time. I was just trying to wait to see for a PS5 should I download it, but then I'm like, it don't matter. It'll, tra- it'll transfer. It'll transfer. transfer. Yeah, all the I, top so yeah, 100 that. games that have come out for PS4 will be available for an upgrade. As soon as. Uh, Yay! Cyberpunk got delayed. I was like, well, I guess I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima now because I got a whole couple of weeks to to fill my video game void. So I guess now we're we're going to Japan. We're going to Japan. We're going to Japan. Marlon, the one thing that I, I kept getting kicked, like I would just stop. And I'm like, where's the wind blowing? I was like, come on, where is it? Where is it? Is it this I, way? I feel like okay. that's like a one thing you forget in this mode of like, oh, right. The wind is my guide. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, is that, but, but sometimes it's not obvious. Like I feel like I'm like, wait, is it going? Oh yeah. Which way is it? In the gameplay, it definitely is helpful if you're like, in an open field, if you're like fully in the forest, it like cuts between trees sometimes and it's a hard to differentiate. Because like <laughs> this game is accessible to anyone because you can get platinum in this game by playing on any difficulty setting, which I think is like a fun thing. Right. We're like, you can get a hundred percent and like you can play on easy mode or you can play on normal mode and it's like the same trophies you get. Dang, this might actually be the game of the year. If Cyberpunk didn't delay, I would have said Cyberpunk, but they're they're at the December mark, so they're not actually going to get counted. I mean, they may get counted for next year. Naughty Dog is really trying to throw their hat in there, unfortunately, which is really cute. I mean, but if you go to their Instagram (laughs) account, they're really pushing for uh, being titled game of the year. So y'all got to show that love to go to Tsushima because they truly are the game of the. Of the year, they've helped you through quarantine in the beginning, and then right when we get towards elections, like yo, here's a free DLC for multiplayer with extra content. Also, know that we're going to introduce more content, and they have uh, raid uh, specials and all these cool little raid uh, information things like that. So, Gozushima is doing it right, Um, which is, I mean, it's of course. I mean, Sucker Punch is known for great content. If you enjoy the infamous infamous series, then you already know. Wow, this is making me feel like by December we're gonna each have our list of top things for the year. Marlon, I'm looking at you for video games. Oh my god, it's third quarter. I think we already know. Hands down. Ghost of Shima's gonna win. <laughs> number one is that. Like number one for me. I will say that I am sure that Naughty Dog's gonna win a cinematic award or some kind of camera award True. or whatever because Naughty Dog does amazing cutscenes, so they're going to win something for cinematography because, I mean, the the quality of every cutscene, you you put their control most, down. Most shafted mm. game will be Hades. Yes, Hades should get some love Ooh. too because it, Hades better get some love because that game came out great. Um, I'm sure Among Us will get some kind of like I mean no they, they've been out for three years so they, I don't think they count. Probably number one, but yeah, but in my 
I have like popular games. I, I mean, everybody and every kid I know plays that game, even though it's been out for three years. You can thank Twitch for that. Right. Thank you, Twitch. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is honestly so, uh, why I think on Twitch, one of the many things they tell you is to play obscure games that no one's playing because if people are looking around, you're like that obscure title you're playing, uh, it, like it can get like promoted a bit more. So, but yeah, so yeah, if you're out there playing obscure games, you know, it might be the next big one. And on that note, I think we are slowly coming to a close. Wow, what a super episode, you guys. Thank you guys for sticking out and. We, we finished our Lovecraft series. Like, we're done, you guys. Like, now we're on done. to the Mandalorian, and we'll talk about that next time. Mandalorian, definitely for sure I next week. I watched it, and oh my God. Facts. Next That's time. exactly how I felt. Next time. Next time on Geek Force. Um, Thank you, listeners, again, for taking the time to picking us to be your, your podcast of the hour, and listening to everything we had to say our words words. (laughs) we had a lot to say in this episode we know it's a hard we we want you to have more stuff to listen to instead of the news we got you we We got got you you, listeners we got you uh thank you again if you want to check us out more facebook twitter instagram twitch you know where we are you know what we do find us individually you can find cat at cat the great on instagram you can find this is true. me at M. Willifort 14 Instagram. You can find Eaming at Eaming Pixie Daywalker or. We're <laughs> <laughs> not friends. Oh. We're not friends. You don't know my, you, you don't know my Instagram. You We're find, not friends. You, 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 Nothing. You, it's fine. Eaming at Pixie Daywalker <laughs> on IG and Raymond's at. Ray is too short. <laughs> sorry, is it? Sorry, rain is too short. There it is. Rain is too short. Bad friend. R a y n. I always. I first of all, I can't read small text. I have an astigmatism. Uh, anyway, uh, you can follow all of us on our social media, and we'll we'll follow you back and give you we'll some shout outs. We'll we'll have we'll have a good time. Follow for follow out in these streets. <laughs> follow back Fridays. That hey. used to be a thing. That used to be a thing. We need to bring it that is a back because it comes out on Friday. So follow. Back Fridays. Uh, um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening, downloading. Thank you guys for talking about all the wonderful things there is about Lovecraft. Can't wait to next week's discussion on is this Avengers game going to sink or swim? I think they're sinking, but we'll discuss that next week. And to our everybody around the world, please uh, practice self-care this week. It's going to be hard. Regardless of what's going to happen, make sure you are with your loved ones, that you're doing something that you love. At the same time, wear a mask, have clean hands, love each other, and geek on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.